When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, folks, another episode of Blockbuster Mentality here. Dave, again, uh, I feel like we're starting every episode like this, which is exciting <laughs> because people are still agreeing to come on our show. We, uh, we, we are still going with the theme of having guests, having it as a guest-driven show. Uh, how are you, you liking this so far, my man? I'm loving it. I'm loving uh, connecting to all these smart and talented people that make us look a little bit like adjacent to smart, so we get to <laughs> have, continue our great conversations. And uh, and this one's going to be a great one, too, because uh, I think every guest that we've had so far has picked uh, a movie of a selection that we've offered them. And this one, we are not doing a movie. Instead, we're going to be talking about a number of movies uh, with this uh, based on this cool metric um, from the uh, entitled uh, George Lucas's Blockbusting book, uh, which our guest is going to uh, sort of sort of talk about and explain. And then we're going to we're going to walk through decade by decade uh, the biggest blockbusters and uh, sort of what they mean and uh, you know, maybe give our thoughts on each of them. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, so, and yeah, without, I mean, as you see, obviously in the title of the episode, but <laughs> still got to give them a proper introduction uh, on Wikipedia. It says <laughs> he's a comedian. He, he, he's an author. He's an, a writer. He's an actor. He's a comedy historian. He is a podcaster and a musician. I don't know if I left anything out, but we have Wayne Fetterman on the show. Wayne, it's a pleasure to have you. Well, thank you very much. This is great. I'm talking to you across the United States from a completely yep. different time zone. And still, <laughs> I feel like this is working pretty well. So fingers crossed, guys. Yeah. So yeah. far, so good. Now, I hope you didn't jinx us, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, I don't believe in jinxing. So. <laughs> well, I don't either. Yeah, I don't fall for that crap. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't either. That. It's just, guys, it's just something you say, okay? Yeah, oh, okay, it's, okay. It's, but even <laughs> saying it, I feel like you're giving it a certain validity. Yeah. This whole knock on wood business, you know, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Just deal with it. <laughs> now, with all those titles I said at the beginning, Wayne, yes. uh, I mean, what 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 would you identify as most? Like if you were to introduce yourself, what, what would you say? I would say, say the stand up comedian would be my number one of that list, because yeah. that's something I really have the most control over. And I've been doing for I'm almost at 40 years of doing it. It's so weird yeah. to even say those words. It sounds like, and I'm insane because I still feel like I'm still learning how to do it and still getting better and still kind of shaking the bushes and trying to get things going. It's just weird. Yeah. And, and we actually, we, we had comedian, uh, which I believe, you know, Matt Nost on the show. Yes, a couple yeah. Of weeks we played basketball. We played basketball together. Oh, nice. Look at you. Uh, oh, so that's one of the things I didn't even mention, that I still can play full-court basketball. Wow. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, I, I, I assume it's been a couple months. Yeah. Yes. I played <laughs> some games of horse, 
some social okay. distanced horse games. Nice. And which actually, <laughs> I know this is going to sound like, oh, he's an old guy. He's, he plays horse, but I'm actually very good at that game. <laughs> oh, horse is great. You got well, it's funny. I, mean, I, yeah, good. I, I, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Dave. It's, I'm taking over the show here. You no, can no, no, just, go for it. Yeah. Uh, no, no I, I, just it reminded me. I asked my son the other day, you ever played horse? He said, no, I, I've played pig. I said, that's the that's that's the same thing, <laughs> so just you know, a little little less letters. But uh, <laughs> um, now, what were you going to say, Dave? Go ahead. Uh, I I was going to go off on a tangent, but I'll try not to do that. Uh, one of the things I noticed, Wayne, in your Twitter bio, which which really piqued my interest, was a USC professor. That's that's impressive. What's that all about? Well, this has to do with it's starting in 2017. They started teaching. Um, no, they did it earlier, but in 2017, they started offering an advanced stand-up history and performance class. Oh. And so uh, I had guests, I was a guest speaker at a level one stand-up class, and they loved what I did, and they said, do you want to do this? And I, of course, I was like, no, I want to be on the road working, but... <laughs> but, uh, but I said yes, I said yes. Yeah. It's, it's worked out really nicely. It's really fun. What is the uh, not to go into this whole thing, but what what yeah. would you, what's the biggest or maybe the most important lesson maybe you, you give your students about about stand up if you can think of if you can think of one? Well, the number one thing I say every time, and they don't listen, is that it's one of these ten thousand hour kind of deals mm-hmm. stand up. So you have to get on stage as much as possible in front of strangers <laughs> if possible, not your buddies, not yeah. your buddies. So. Right. That's kind of how you sort of learn how to do it. And it's probably more important than anything I will tell you over these next 13 weeks or whatever we do. And then we take it from there. Yeah. You got to get through that. You got to kind of punch through that. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of embarrassment and lack of confidence and all that sort of thing. Oh, my God. It's so, it's, I mean, obviously, most people's biggest fear is speaking in front of a, uh, a crowd. So if you add the element of desperately trying to get laughs from those people who are staring at you, it's uh, it's really tricky. No, I'm sure. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I feel like my friends call me funny and things like that. But uh, yeah, I don't think I'd ever have the courage to try to just uh, stand up uh, there and, and tell jokes. I mean, it's uh, definitely have a, definitely have a, a unique uh, and interesting mind uh, to, to be able to do that. Now, Ben, uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Like, do your fans know you from your voice? Can they tell the difference between the Ben rhythm and the Dave rhythm? I, I want think to, so. Yeah, I think I think they do. Um, now, if you're, uh, I don't know if exactly this is what you're asking. I mean, Ben in real life is definitely different than podcast Ben. <laughs> I feel like I'm, you know, almost putting on a performance in this regard. Um, oh, okay. okay. So not you know not like you know an acting performance or anything, but I, I feel like I once the mic's on, the headphones are on, I do change it a little bit into this uh this persona so i don't know if yeah i mean i don't know if okay stand-ups right. a little just, like that i mean no i just just wondering when you started it were you just like uh this is ben i'm now gonna be talking about <laughs> yeah. uh, yes that's what it was yes <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's that's pretty accurate so <laughs> and, uh, yeah. i had a few where i had a few thoughts about avengers i'd like to jump in 
Uh, that's funny. Okay, it's great. <laughs> Thank you, Ben from Tampa. Look, we right, right. That. That, that, <laughs> yeah, I really liked. A, I really liked the action in the movie and uh, the explosions, guys. So it's like one of those things. So yeah, and now you're hey, like, you got to you got to start somewhere. You know, that's showbiz, baby. You know, you gotta you gotta fail. You know, a bunch of times. Not to say we've succeeded, but I mean, we got Wayne Fetterman <laughs> on the show, Dave. Yeah, he was in he was in Step Brothers, man. One of our I think uh, we did a top 50 blockbuster mentality list and we wanted to add some comedies and Step Brothers is uh, in that top 50. It is. You are you are part of that, my friend. So and uh, hopefully later I can come over and touch your face. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for remembering all my line you're, you're welcome not to make this weird or anything you know. totally for people weird. that was a line from the movie okay wayne said it. and that's now, ben talking that's ben speaking yes exactly now uh, you you mentioned basketball i have to ask you about this um yeah again i um you know uh for the fans listening and just for me too and Dave, uh, Pete Maravich, <laughs> you did a you did a biography on him. How did how did that how he did that happen? Authorized. Well, I to tell you the truth. I've always wanted to write a, a movie about that guy, and um, this as soon as I found out about his story, because it's to me one of the great sports stories of all time, and I think would be very cinematic because it's it's not like the normal sports story, which is. Somebody overcomes a lot of uh, adversity mm-hmm. and then hits a home run or catches a touchdown or, you know, right. scores a hockey shot against the rush. You know, like that's how sports movies end. With yeah, somebody. like Rudy or something. Right? Yes, Rudy yeah. or The Natural. or This is a whole different way to look at sports. It's about obsession. It's about father-son. It's about there's some there's a medical element to it. There's a Christian element to it. There's... Uh, individuality and a team sport. He's just so fascinating to me. And so that's how I was interested in the guy. And then this other dude brought me on to help write the book. And I was like, I will only write this book if it's authorized with the family. And so we we went down there and met with the family and they luckily, and it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened. They allowed us to, uh, you know, go through his stuff and be part of the project. And it, it was just phenomenal. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. So was Pete was Pete Maravich? Was he just a just like a natural crazy talent from like out of the womb or something is, like that? Or? Oh, so you don't know anything about him? Is not too saying, much. Dave? No, I mean he's okay. A, Dave, Dave, Dave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, Dave. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, not come on, Dave. That uh, <laughs> you wouldn't even know his name is a miracle, considering he hasn't played since nineteen. You know, the eighty was the last time he was in the NBA. Yeah. So he's um, before our time, and really, I mean, the earliest players I really can say I know would be like you know Magic and Larry or something like that. Right. Everybody right. Before right. that is just like you know a haze and and, and basically into history right 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 of course i would yeah. assume that I'm, yeah. I'm surprised you pronounced his name correctly Some people are like who is this Morayovich? i'm like okay guys and i know pistol yeah. pete that's what I'm thinking. Well, you do know the nickname <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah well what's crazy to me is just you know i i remember walk, watching some sort of thing on him on espn which you might have been on <laughs> back when i was watching it but um and i, I you know just the amazing athlete he was and the amazing plays he made and everything. I was like, how have I never heard of this guy? And I mean, this was back years ago, but you know, how have I never heard of this guy? And it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a fascinating story. So I'm definitely going to, uh, have to, uh, pick up that book and, and, and read it. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it's great. It's like, but anyway, he's yeah. just phenomenal. And to <laughs> yeah. briefly answer your question, Dave, Thank you. he basically <laughs> traded in his childhood to learn to be this great basketball player. Oh, wow. So he would just practice obsessively every day, four hours during the school year, eight hours during the summertime, just working on these drills. And ba- and that's how he became this phenomenal, highly skilled basketball player. Yeah. Ah, so like a Mozart or someone like that who was, you know, put to the put to the task at a young yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah. And he had amazing. a father. He had a father that he was trying to please. And his dad was a basketball coach. And it's just it goes on and on. He sets he has scoring records that still stand in college to this day. Yeah. So this is what's today. This is June 25th, 2020. Yep. Do I have it right? You do. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. It, it, okay. It, <laughs> anytime that was we a talk- lucky guess. That was a lucky guess. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Uh, I got any, it. Any, anytime we talk about sports, I always have to say, don't worry, folks. We're getting to the movies. Don't worry. Um, oh, but okay. I, yeah. I, okay, let's I, get to the movies. Well, I, we will. I didn't bring no. it up. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying that now because I'm going to talk more about sports right now. Um, <laughs> I, I have to ask, who, like, who's your team? Who's your, who's your basketball team? This and is, is that be- your favorite sport? You're going to learn a lot about Wayne Fetterman right now. Number one, I talk in the third person. Number two, uh, (laughs) I don't have a favorite basketball team. I follow the association. A lot of people call it a league, but Mm -hmm. it's really an association. Um, And so I just follow players and teams, and I like them for a while. Like, Let me give you a perfect example. Was loving the Golden State Warriors. That's what I call them, the Golden State Warriors. Until they got Durant and then couldn't even follow that team. Couldn't even watch them anymore. So that's an example of like, oh, I love what's happening up here. And now it's just stupid to watch this. <laughs> Why? Just because they were too good or you just not? It was Durant too much. It was. I've okay. never I've never. I mean, I hope Kevin Durant is listening. And I respect your game, but he does typically is, listen to the. To, to I would this, assume. So. Yeah, <laughs> assume. Yeah, he's a big fan. So I would assume him and Kawhi Leonard would be <laughs> yes. two guys that yeah. would love this show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he, uh, no, I just thought it was a, a, a horrible move to go to the, a championship team when you had, in that regard, when you're an M- reigning MVP or right or just yeah. been the MVP. So anyway. Yeah, why not give a challenge for yourself? Like, why not be the guy that says, "Hey, I took this team to you know to the championship." Not, hey, I'm just going to join a championship team already, right. and you know, but right. just, or yes, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know. if, like, I remember there was this is a guy. I'll ask you, Dave, if you've ever heard of this name, Moses Malone. Does yeah, that mean anything? Yeah, he played on the. He was on the Sixers, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was. I don't know if you know this. But he used to be, I think, on Houston or something, and was the MVP of the league, went to the Sixers, but brought them, helped bring them their a championship. Not their first, but I think it was their second. Um, but that's an example of like a great player, like, okay, I'm going to help this thing happen. Yeah. As opposed to hitch my wagon and make it very <laughs> right. easy for me. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I can't believe no. I'm going off on this. I, no, I, I love actually- it. Can I do one one more yeah. basketball? <laughs> I love your, your guys. Hold on, we're going to get to movies. Right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Thank I was you. a huge NBA fan in in the nineties and yeah. early two thousands. I loved uh, for whatever reason. I just loved nineties. Uh, of course, I, yeah. And you I don't win the world. You win the world, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And it was amazing. And there's just it doesn't feel the same anymore. And I I've just kind of fallen off. And um, is there? Can is, do you have a pitch for me to to come back? Is there anything there? 
there or do you do you kind of feel like no you're this is about this is, to tell you the truth dave this is much more about your using losing your youth mm-hmm. than basketball I like that. So does that apply yeah. to everything? Is this just like yes, it so does. Music, the, sports, everything. I, as a rule, yes, yes, it does. It it's sucks. like it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a horrible thing. <laughs> like like there was a whole like uh, maybe fifteen years ago, this whole run about how the seventies was the greatest decade in the history of movies. Uh-huh. I was like, and look, you can make that argument, but part of that argument was, oh, this is the age of the writers when they were teenagers and first wide were now writing books about it. Yeah. So it's a little, a little of that. It's, uh, uh you don't, you've never met anybody who's like, Oh, why is only going to be Beatles music for you? Okay. <laughs> all right. True. I get it. <laughs> Even that, though I, 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 yeah. And that's probably why I still listen to the music I listened to when I was a teenager. Who was uh, your, who's your guys? Who's your guys, Benny? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm a little younger. Uh, anthrax? A, uh, Are you anthrax? Well, well, first of all, I mean to go older. <laughs> I uh, I'm a huge Billy Joel guy. I, I oh love, wow, interesting. I love, okay. I'm not that. I'm you know I'm not from that era, but my my dad was a huge fan, and my my family okay. was a huge fan. So I'm I'm a huge Billy Joel guy. I love Elton John. Uh, but yeah, newer newer generations. I love uh, Coheed and Cambria, uh, the Avit Brothers, which they're yeah. they're actually they're coming out with new stuff. So um, that's how but, you pronounce. What's her name? The yeah, Evit brother? I, I, no, Avit. Yeah. A, yeah Didn't Avid. you just say Evit? He did. I'm, I might have. <laughs> I, I, I slur sometimes. I got some wine here. So, blame you know. on a slur. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, do you blame that on slurring? I'm yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the documentary? I did. The- yeah, by Judd yeah. Apatow. Yeah, that yes. was... Oh, I love that. Yeah, I want to watch it again, actually. I only saw it the one time. Yeah, great documentary. <laughs> did you Did you watch it? Of course I watch. I'm okay. very, not to name drop, but I'm very much in kind of Judd's world. I co-produced his stand-up special. I co-produced, there was something called the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, which was a HBO documentary about a comedian. He did that as well. You, so, you were also in Knocked Up. You were also in 40-Year-Old Virgin. 40-Year-Old yeah. Virgin. Uh, did he... Did he produce Step Brothers or no? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yep. He, he okay. was a producer. So and that was Adam, Adam McKay, right? Did the was directing that one. Um, but uh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. Put a good word in for us. We'll have Judd okay, on. Okay. You know. We'll, uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's 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 good stuff. By the way, that's if it. I can say, if you are interested in his newest movie, I love it. It's so good. I know I'm a little biased, but it's called The so, King of Staten Island, and you you can. Yep. It's a lot of money. It's like twenty bucks, but yeah. If you can get some I mean, people together, it might be fun. You're going to spend that much going to the theater anyway. So, I mean, yeah, you know, of course. might as well. But uh, yeah, tell tell this guy. I, I loved it as well. <laughs> tell, so you saw it? it? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's Dave great. didn't like it? Dave didn't like I, it? No, he, he hasn't seen, seen, it. seen it. I'm just he a slacker. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you could just keep, you know, harping on him to, to watch it, that would be great. <laughs> sorry, to, sorry to plug something, but I just... <laughs> no, uh, no, please do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, really yeah. fun. And it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a different kind of movie for him. It's really good. Yeah. Really good definitely definitely uh good stuff um we might do an episode on it shortly uh with our other buddy so we'll we'll, uh keep you guys informed on that all right folks well we're here uh again uh the guest usually has been picking the show lately uh you know we'll give them a list of movies sometimes sometimes we'll say hey is there any movie you want to discuss but wayne here yeah he was like hey your show's (laughs) called blockbuster mentality smart I know a book called 
blockbusting. <laughs> is that what it's called, Wayne? Is it? Is it yes, that is the name of it. Okay, <laughs> uh, blockbusting. Now it's not. Uh, it's not written by George Lucas. It's just called George he Lucas. He has a credit on okay. it as a thing. It's, I think it's George Lucas's blockbusting, and then he has a bunch of scholars like pitching in. Right. But I love the book because it's. It is. It sings to me this book. Yeah. Because I love movies. I'm a movie guy. Yeah. Much more than television. And people are like, have you, have you seen Friends? I'm like, yeah, I've seen seven episodes of it. That's enough. <laughs> like, I've yeah. seen it. I've seen it. Like, so. I'm, I'm not a completist, but when it comes to movies, I love the history of it. And I love how it reflects society. And I love going to the movies. Like, yeah. I like being in a theater. So this has been tough for me. So all of these movies, with the exception of one, I've seen in a movie theater projected on the big screen. Oh, wow. That's yeah, incredible. That's, so yeah. I want to ask you, so this thing, yeah, about going to the movies. On our last episode, Wayne, we we, we talked about uh, the announcement from AMC that they're going to be opening in uh, on July 15th, I believe. And uh, the big movie coming out uh, short, which has been pushed back, I think, a week or so, is uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. And Ben and I were saying, how we're right there with you. We have I haven't been to a movie since I think January, and I am. Do you remember the last movie you saw? Uh, I think it was um, Birds of Prey, I believe. And then, oh, okay, yeah, which wasn't very good. And then before that, I think was Knives Out. Uh, so that might have been maybe December, January. So yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's last year. Yeah. I know. So I want. Uh, I love the the experience. I'm just because we're saying to see that movie Tenet, which I'm. I don't know how you feel if you're looking forward to that one or not. I think that's going to be just a mind blowing experience, especially since being away so long. But of course, you have the COVID nineteen worries and the mask and all that stuff. But uh, are you? I'm so you're itching to get back. Are you worried at all about getting back? Are you? A little bit, a little bit. I mean, I'm pretty, uh, you know, I'm trying to be, I'm optimistic, but conservative is the way I would describe my, uh, my, my take on the whole thing. But yeah, I would, I mean, I'm going to try, I'll see, I'll just, I want to see how how they're going to do it. Is it every other seat? Is it every third seat? Is it, you know, I I I imagine like a checkerboard kind of setup. Uh, Yeah. That's yeah. 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 Yeah, that would make so sense. So it's like, oh, this little kid is knighting me. Okay, this <laughs> rook day. Okay, that was chess. Sorry, sorry to mix the metaphors. <laughs> Something like that. We appreciate it. We appreciate king all. King me, king me, king me. That's we, the thing. Humor and tangents and everything is is highly encouraged on okay, the show. Okay, so okay. well, that's not- actually appropriate because I was talking to my wife about this, and we would be we said, well, maybe we'll we'll take Wayne to use to continue. We'll take the king position. We'll just go to the back row. Yeah, it might not be the best. But at least I know no one's coughing on me from behind. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Those are the pre- that's so funny. Those are the prime seats, the one right <laughs> where you can actually hear the right. <laughs> that, that sound doesn't exist. I, but uh, I think they pipe it in anyway, just for the they do. <laughs> <laughs> It's all digital, guys. It's all digital. Although I do, there's like there's a revival house out here in California that I love called the New Beverly that Tarantino owns. Oh, and okay. so uh, yeah. all of their films are shown on fi- are are projected on film. And nice. uh, and so you can still hear that projector and yeah, so I saw a couple movies. That was two of the last movies I saw before the shutdown were at New Beverly. I'm ch- I, I, yeah, this whole time I've been tuning you guys out because I'm I've been trying to think of uh <laughs> what movie I saw last and I it, Oh, I can it, tell you what movie I saw in the regular theater last. Yeah, what was it? It was um, Sonic. 
Oh, oh, sorry about Sonic that. Sonic the Hedgehog. No, that movie <laughs> was it really good? good. That movie's really good. Yeah, I haven't and, seen it, and, so I shouldn't um, say. Jim Carrey's amazing in it. Yeah. Um, and have you then, met? Have you met Jim Carrey? Of course, of course. I mean, come on, Ben. What at, the, at the at the at the comedy store. Um, I've seen him at the comedy. I've had I've had meals with Jim Carrey. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The. Uh, and then, okay, so you're going to get Judd Apatow was... on our show and Jim Carrey <laughs> on our show. Okay, I'm so con- we got two. We got two. I'm down. the conduit. I'm the conduit. No. <laughs> and then a movie called The Invisible Man, a Blumhouse. Oh, movie. I've been. Yeah, that's actually at a drive-in by us. I've been. Uh, right I've now. been interested in that. I love. Uh, 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 from Mad Men. Oh my goodness, I can't think of her name. Um, Elizabeth Moss. Thank you, Elizabeth Moss. Yes, she's great. Just and, a guess. Uh, say, that was just a guess. I was going to say yes. Peggy. <laughs> just <laughs> a guess. <laughs> I just guessed two names, and and I got yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Peggy and was the right. Date. Yes. <laughs> what was Invisible Man good? Um, the first three quarters was okay. excellent, That's and then it something it took a weird like plot thing about like exactly how he became invisible. The way they tried to explain it, and okay. that was not good. Yeah, it just kind of <laughs> fell apart there. So that was not, but the first three, it was so, I mean, it's terrifying, you know, like, yeah, because a lot of the horror of that is like, is somebody there? Is they, are they not? And it's, it was just really well done. And she was great. She was great. So, yeah, I would say successful. And that was it. And then they shut it down. Let me tell you the movie I wanted to see before. And they closed the theater that day. I was going to go see is the Ben Affleck basketball movie. What was that called? Uh, the Way Back, I believe. Way, or, yeah, The Way Back. Yeah, yeah. I have, that's, where I, we're, that's where I'm going to be sitting when I go to the theater now. The way yeah, back. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, ordered, I ordered that on digital, and I, I still haven't watched it yet. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a digital <laughs> how guy. Much, huh? How much is that? See, I don't ever it, do that. Digital is usually, I mean, so a lot of times iTunes has sales, you know. They'll like seven ninety nine or something? Uh, I think I, it's, newer movies are more like nineteen ninety nine or 19 you know, That's a rip. Yeah. I mean, so that's wait, like, I thought you do you rent it or do you own it? How's it work? Yeah, owning is obviously more expensive. Um, yeah, you you can you can rent it. Uh, no, I'm saying for 19.99 is that a rental? No, number? that's an owning. Yeah, that's, that's an owning. Okay, I got it. I that's got it. yeah, that's that that's owning. That's why but he 19- hasn't watched it. He's like, I bought it now. Right, of course. Right. It now, uh, 19.99 in LA is like five bucks. So whatever, man. I mean, come on. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, but all right, let's get to this list uh obviously you know it uh, seems like you're you were very and i'm also interested in the in the box office over the years like what's what movies have you know taken in the most the most cash and why and you know and all that yeah so um, wayne if you could kind of explain sort of what the book does and what this is all about before we we dive into our into our list well this book came out in the end of I guess 2005 or so, or 2009, I think it came out. And it basically, besides being an incredible scholarship on the history of Hollywood, it really focused on the movies that resonated the most with the American public. And that was reflected through box office. Yeah. So it was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So they go decade by decade and they talk about, and by decades, I always do from, like 2000 to 2009 is the decade. And then 2010, <laughs> that's the way I do it. I know other people complain, but basically that's, that's how they do. 
I think that's accurate. I mean, for a decade. Well, because yeah. it started, it didn't start with one. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. That's a sidebar. <laughs> Come on, yeah. guys. There was no zero year. Don't you know Right. That? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> so, uh, so that was, and they adjusted it for inflation and ticket price and availability of ticket. And they have their own formula. Yeah. So they felt like it was a very accurate view because- in other words, if someone's paying 15 cents for a movie in 1927 when the jazz, the jazz singer came out and someone's paying 9.95 or whatever the average price is for a ticket, you know, in 2005, like obviously these movies that come out in 2005 are going to have a bigger box office That's than the, those old ones. Even so the there's a way ones. to kind of they have a formula where you adjust it for inflation and ticket price and i i'm not sure there's a couple other things they add to their formula now other people do that there's obviously i assume you guys talk about box office mojo right yeah yeah because i was looking at this list and uh, the one that you sent us out of the book it's in two thousand five dollars uh so me being you know a, a dweeb i'll be like well uh, let me just go readjust that to twenty twenty dollars uh but when i tried doing it, i go <laughs> wait that doesn't work they must have some other methodology yeah we found the yeah the, the box office mojo they do yeah adjusted gross based on based on uh, number of tickets sold as well as uh, adjusting mm-hmm. to the 2020 ticket price, which is interesting because it's not just inflation of the dollar. It's the inflation of the ticket. In other words, just because it's not a one-to-one that say, you know, hundred percent inflation over 20 years means that the ticket went up hundred percent. It may have gone up higher or something like that. So um, as we've seen ticket prices getting jacked, I think I would just say over the last uh, 10 years that ticket prices definitely outpaced inflation. Um, you know, so I, I, I do like that method. And to your point, yeah, I mean, going to see, going to see a movie for, for 15 cents versus 10 bucks, or I mean, $15 in some cases uh, for if you want to go into like um, a Dolby theater, you know, to see Avengers Endgame or something like that. It's yeah, it does skew it. So I really do like this methodology. So I think. Right. Is- and again, there's no I mean, different. Like you said, different people have different method methodologies. But the point I was making was even if it's adjusted to two thousand five dollars, yeah. they're doing old movies. So that will all the the two movies that we picked from this century yeah. are the there's no competition They're, those are the two biggest ones for each of those decades right so uh so i don't think it would affect it that much but it does it's interesting but let's start let's start do you want to do it in order do you want yeah, to jump around or how yeah, do you want yeah, to do yeah. this well let's, I, I, maybe we i don't know it, well, I mean, I'll leave it up to you guys, but it would be kind of funny to start with the most controversial one in chronological. I know, order. I know. It's hard to start with that. That's, that's, that's hard to start. <laughs> Great icebreaker. <laughs> so, so by decade, I mean, let's uh, start. Well, let me let's do it this way. What? Uh, let's do it with your the years, the decades you guys are born. If you don't want to talk, let's do it that way. We're okay. '80s children. You're about, okay, let's start with the 80s. Okay? okay. And then we'll jump around from there. <laughs> and th- this is exciting. This is exciting for me. And Wayne. again, this is might be the most controversial movie of all. <laughs> yes, this 80s movie. <laughs> this so 80s controversial. Movie. Uh and Wayne, fun fact. Uh yes. this movie that we're about to speak the about. Number one, m- more people in the 80s saw this movie than any other movie. Is basically yep. what we're and, saying. And guess what? You never it, seen it. T- no, no, no. To okay. this day. I'm a huge. Well, f- let me preface this by saying I'm a huge s- 
Star Wars guy. I'm a huge Indiana Jones guy. I love yeah. the Godfathers, <laughs> Apocalypse Now, you know, right. all those, you know, classical movies. Yeah, he's your 70s but, snob. But they're not yeah, classical. I am, they're I am just taxi driver, movies. taxi classic driver. <laughs> but it's not to, again. you know, I'm, I'm going to keep going and, and, tend to, <laughs> and, you know, tease you guys. He's uh, finding I'm, his voice. No, but anyways, uh, no. Uh, so E.T. was the number one uh, grossing film, and right. uh, it is my favorite film of all time. Wow, so, I love it. There's love a fun it. fact for you. So, <laughs> so did you see it as a kid? Like, how I, did you see it? I did not. I was born after 1982. I did see it in the theater for the re-release when they did, you know, all the digital stuff and, you know, uh, I think 2002 it was. Mm-hmm. So I did see it in the theater. Um, but, but you had yeah. you seen it on video before? Oh, then? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. it was okay. uh, a home staple. I remember the VHS had the green strip on it and uh it, it and weirdly as a kid it creeped me out but <laughs> me i was too. still I was intrigued by it, it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's uh you know i i've said on the show before i think even on our et episode that i think uh john williams is yeah. if not is one of if not the most important artist in film history um and et uh again rightfully so i think holds uh the the box box office record now is this this is for inflation right this et yes it's still it's still it will yeah. always be the number one movie of the 80s no matter okay. what happens. <laughs> no matter what um <laughs> now again i uh, empire strikes back is in my top 10 of all time that came out in the 80s um uh 80 80s Matt. Yeah, 1980. Yeah, um, yep. are, are we counting that as 80s or? Yes, that's what I'm saying. That would yeah. Count as 80s okay, just making me. sure. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, uh, here? I'll, let, I'll let you. Guys, <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll let you guys talk about ET. I, uh, you no. know, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts? I feel like I'm, I'm gushing too much, Dave. No, I love. This is the thing because I only saw it as like a, I think I was in my 20s or something when I saw right. It. So yeah, I have a whole different. It was kind of like oh, this is like a kids movie or something yeah. like that, as opposed to affecting me on that level. So I'm more interested in what you and Dave have to say about. Uh, See, I actually, I might disagree with you a little bit, Wayne, because I think yeah. this is a movie for literally for all ages. I think it is a, it, there is something there for every person who comes across. And I think I, I as a matter of fact, I, I know I like this movie, the older I get. Now, I saw it okay. maybe a year or two ago and it resonated with, with me more. I, I, I would say I like it more than I did than when I was a kid. So, um, I, this one is 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 a special film, and there's something about it. There is there is something that kind of hits you deep. It's it's kind of it hits you in the feels, kind of a kind of a film. There's always there's about three or four really really great moments in that movie that you can. Just okay, let's do the four moments. Let's do the four moments right now. So, I'm gonna guess one of them is obviously when the bicycle kind of yeah, the off, bicycles. Right? Well, that's I would, the uh, fantastic number two. Part, I'm gonna say yeah. is when. Um, that E.T. puts the finger on Elliot's head and goes, I'll always be here. Absolutely. Is that uh, two? That's, well, that's, give me some other ones. Give me some Well, other. that's number one. The ending is my, and number one. It's my number okay. one Sorry ending. Sorry to spoil alert. Oh, should we have said yeah. spoiler alert? For a movie? <laughs> eh, <Maybe>. nah. <laughs> it's, okay. uh, I think by now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think, uh, what is it? Four, four, almost 40 years, I think. I think we're All right, give me spoilers. some other. Give me a couple other, because I agree with you. I, I love E.T. I just, when uh, I, my, uh, my point wasn't that I didn't love it. It was more <laughs> like, I thought it was a kid's movie so, when I went into yeah. it. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's understandable. And the older I get, 
like I'll watch it thinking like, okay, let me really watch this in adult eyes, and it still right. makes me cry every time at the end. Um, so give me so it's the end. So, the other with the bicycle. Well, what other moments do you the, think? The, the the end. I mean, it's uh, and first of all, not only moments. Again, John Williams' score is just terrific uh elliot being this lonely kid who's you know searching for something and you know i i was a lonely kid as well and oh, it, okay. it, it, it related to me you know not to be you know oh, i was so lonely you know i wasn't you know i was i had a good childhood but you know <laughs> uh, but you know it just it, it related to me and you know now that i have kids i'm thinking like oh i hope they're not lonely i hope they're not looking for something you know that uh is out there and you know they're looking to connect with i hope to be more uh of a father than their father was to them uh so it's more of the themes than actually moments in the movie i guess you what about I can, think of, I can think of the reese's pieces uh getting him to come yes, in with yeah. the reese's i think uh drew Bar- you know little drew barrymore kind of dressing him up and that yep, that, that yep, friendship yep. that developed between them i think that's the most adorable thing i've ever seen yeah. How about when you think he's dead, they turn oh. around and then you see the light go on a little yeah. bit. Is that it? Would just, you say that's like, uh, oh, oh, so. hey, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. that's a, a terrific moment. Again, uh, a lot of these moments, again, without Jolly, John Williams score. I'm yeah. going to keep repeating myself about John Williams because there's <laughs> well, another movie. There's another right. movie on here with John Williams. But there's two. <laughs> there's two other movies. With yeah. John Williams. yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so 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 yeah. So you have three um, of the whatever the uh, eleven yeah. we have. So yeah. So, it's, that's so pretty I, good. Yeah. yeah. So, so like sometimes I'll say like, oh yeah, Godfather's my favorite movie, or Taxi Driver, or something like that, but. If I'm totally being honest, E.T. is right. is, is my favorite movie of all time. I love time. it. So, I, I mean, so, no. so go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just I'm enjoying listening to you. <laughs> so no, this I was just going to say. The, oh, sorry, but go ahead. <laughs> this is sorry. this is the problem with Zoom right here. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to say. So, what do you think it is about E.T. that you know resonated exactly that it made said. it number exactly one in the box said. office? It's exactly what you guys talked about. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously. I think the emotional part of that movie really is the the driving force, and it's peak Spielberg. Yeah. It's peak like also eighties kind of suburbia. Mm-hmm. Right. That didn't didn't really that wasn't part of the aesthetic of seventies movies when you think of those. And so That's this is true. And I don't know. He just hit pay dirt with that kid and. Uh, the, you know, it, it's it's magical. It's, right, and it created a logo for a movie company. Um, yeah, that's such a great everything. point, Wayne, it's, about suburbia. Because every time I see that movie, I go, "Man, I wish I grew up in that house. <laughs> I wish I lived in that neighborhood." <laughs> you know, okay. yeah, right? But that was the you know that was the thing. It was like even if you think of like those seventies movies, like Bad News Bears, which kind of shows a little bit of yeah. That it's not well. It's it's just he really captured suburbia. The bicycle. I mean, the bicycle is the key element. Absolutely. Those uh, banana seat bicycles. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And like you said, it's a it's a movie production studios uh, logo and everything. Right. Right. By um, the way, this is the only Universal movie on the list. Interesting. The only one. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. No, I well what what intrigues me most though is that just or surprises me most is that ET, you know, even though it's my favorite movie, I mean, you still had uh Back to the Future in the 80s, you yes, had so. Empire Strikes Back, you had Return of the Jedi, you had uh uh um 
all the Indiana Jones movies, you mm-hmm. know, it's, Ghostbusters. Uh, it's Ghostbusters, oh, right? Yeah, 84, exactly. Yeah. So that that's what surprises me most uh, about you know ET being um, uh, at the top. I mean, obviously it's it's Spielberg and everything and all the reasons we talked about, but I, I would not be surprised if all those movies I just mentioned were number one as well. So all right, um, well let's go on. Let's go on yeah. to the nineties. Let's go on to the nineties because <laughs> this is because I'm learning. I want to learn more about you guys. And how you <laughs> No, well, you're our guest. And well, you're actually... No, I do. I, well, believe me, we're getting to the 50s. Don't worry. <laughs> we're going to get to it. Uh, so the next one is from 1997. Uh, the only Paramount movie. Oh, no, excuse me. Not the only Paramount. One of two Paramount movies, and that is uh, Titanic. Did you mm-hmm. see that when it came out? I. By the way, oh, by the way. Wait. Well, welcome to Blockbuster Mentality with Wayne Fetterman. My guests today are Dave and oh. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> No, well, that's, we're what, learning. that's what I love. He he came <laughs> up with the this. subject. He's well. He's I feel like this. we spent twenty minutes. on know. ET. We're not going to get through this whole list, guys. Let's go. Yeah, no, well, you have you you said you had until midnight. So you know, okay. what's the problem here? I know. I'm worried about the listener, not about me. <laughs> that five no, guys uh, Titanic going anywhere, Wayne? Right. Uh, yes, I did. I did uh, see this in the theater. I was. Uh, yeah, I was blown away by it uh my my kid watches it now uh my oldest kid that is he, he's he's 10 um and by the way if you see me gesturing on camera or snapping or anything that's me shooing them away um, <laughs> um but yeah i i did see this in the theater it's a one of those you know modern you know obviously it's been 23 years but it's almost like a modern day epic uh but yeah great fantastic film uh that you know got teased a little got parodied a little but it's still it's still a classic you can't yeah. deny that no uh, i'm just not a classic more people sold this movie than any other movie in the 90s and there was a lot of huge movies this is the point i'm trying to make it's like, not a all classic of these movies all of these movies are going to be in a way classics well um, i i'm sorry wayne i'm sorry for using the word classic i i apologize well i do like this measure because what you're really measuring and i think we touched on it is it's cultural impact and what's the best way to measure cultural impact which is well the, the dollars and the eyeballs and and that is there is no question um you know going back to et for a second i mean the cultural impact of et and titanic was unquestionably the biggest freaking movie of the 90s unbelievably huge huge it was a massive thing uh my wife in fact she that is one of her favorite movies and i i I don't know the exact number but i think she saw this thing in the theater in the teens like 13 14 times um and uh my uh, my uncle took me to go see it when i was young and uh, my first my impression of seeing this movie is this is it hasn't changed which is good action bad love story and i'm sticking to it okay that's that (laughs) That that is legitimate, obviously. I mean, it, but the fact that your wife—I don't know her name—if she Sierra. really exists, a Sierra. She's real. Uh, <laughs> she's real. I promise. She really exists. Uh, that she saw it numerous over ten times, and a number of women saw this movie. Young girls saw this movie numerous times. One of the reasons I think it's up there is because of this bizarre. It was bizarre cultural. <laughs> Uh, zeitgeisty thing where people just kept going back because I was it him was it yeah I think so well and and the Leo it's you know I mean the, the, I guess from a the teenage girl perspective it's it is an amazing love story um and it was I mean let's I'm not buying it you know not to be uh right but I'm would just, you I'm, say this is a chick movie 
I think so. And there's just yeah. enough action to keep the guy from walking out. Yeah, what do you because say, guess Manny? what? Guess what? This was, when I was a kid, this was the one PG-13 movie that had nudity. So, you know, I think that was a factor as well. I'm not trying to make a... I mean, it's a little bit of a joke, but at the same time, I think that might have had a factor as well. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what did you think of this one, Wayne? Well, it's not... I'm, He's not well, going to comment it, on that. I'll, I'll, really, I'll edit that out. Don't worry. No, no, no. I love... <laughs> I thought it would... I thought the sinking of that ship... Oh, my God. Is one of the greatest things ever filmed I in know. the history since 1915. So I, I just think it's again. I thought I didn't think the love story was bad, but I thought the snidely whiplash where there was a guy with a gun and his her ex husband or her husband or boyfriend or whatever that guy was uh, was trying to. The Billy like, Zane I just character. The, it, it was all silly. It was all silly at that point. But it, yeah, and I thought the end was powerful as anything in et when they're dead and she's reimagined you know she finally dies and she reimagines being back on that ship with him and i just thought it was ridiculously powerful yeah that last 45 minutes is amazing yeah i can't i mean i often think like if you could somehow take that movie and put it back into the thirties or the forties and project it, what it would do to people's minds, oh, like man. how realistic <laughs> yeah. that yeah. scene was. I mean, when that boat goes up and they're looking straight down, Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like on a, a, a gate or something. Or those, it's, it's incredible. Well, I and mean, again, the, uh, the, you know, speaking of at the end, I mean the, the score, you know, the score is, <laughs> Totally, again, almost manipulates you into feeling well, sadness. You know? And I think this is going to be a common theme. Is yeah. like the score is like a huge part of it. Yeah, but, uh, that's so. That's, that was it. The nineties. Yeah. Well, um, let's. All right. If, let's if, go. If it's okay, Wayne. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Driving this. No, drive all you want, but Dave has to interrupt. So. The boat breaking was uh, is was terrifying and dramatic, but for me, it's when the lights go out. That's when oh, my yeah. real panic and fear. Just watching it, that's I'm just almost overwhelmed by it because I could just only imagine that feeling when it all goes dark and the screaming. Oh, yeah, definitely. What? Uh, no, what, what? Go ahead. No, it's incredible. Just it's it's amazing movie making, and I I this story that you we keep making fun of, Dave, the uh, the love story. Yeah. I think is the reason it's number one. Yeah, more than so. that boat, and then the the so definitely. I think so. What uh, what's 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 the next decade, Wayne? <laughs> Where are we going next? Where are we going next? Well, let's. Wait, um, how about let's go 70s. Let's go 70s because we're like, we're going to go back and then we're going to forward and like that. How about that? Can you handle it? Uh, <laughs> we can I'll, handle it. By the way, I'll, we just realized, we, I I'll, guess, spoiler, but uh, this is an all these decade list. There is the same director in two of these in, in two films, yes, which is amazing. There's one double yeah. director and there's one, th- obviously, three of them have the same uh, composer. Yeah, interesting. All right, so let's yeah. hit 70s. What do we have for the 70s? Well, Wait. 70s is a movie that when I went to see before you guys were born, it was called Star Wars. Now they've renamed it something else. I don't know what they call it now. Star Wars Episode so, Four: A New Hope. I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah. Hope, hopefulness or something. Yeah. So this is it's been retitled, and 
<laughs> fine, I guess you're allowed to do that. It's I think the only one of these movies that's been retitled, but um did you see this in the theater? I yes, assume? yes, oh, wow. I did. When it, talk was, about yes. that. When it yeah. came out, when it came out in Florida, early on in Boston, yeah. Oh, yeah. in Boston, okay, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, what can I say? It's, I mean, <laughs> we're, it launched. It still resonates today. This movie, my favorite of the whole nine movies, or twelve, or I don't know if you count those other side movies. Um, <laughs> but that, that's my favorite of them. But what do you guys think? Do you, does, uh, it, does it seem too corny for you? Because the- we we are huge Star Wars uh, fanatics, uh, especially the original trilogy. Uh, I'm more favorable. I, no, I love. I mean, original trilogy is my favorite, but I'm I'm more favorable of the sequel trilogy than Dave is. Uh, right. We we both have our problems with the prequel trilogy. Nobody likes the prequel. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is there anyone that likes those three movies about uh, farming or whatever? I'm not yeah. sure what it was. Pa, uh, you know, I think it was tr- some crop. There were some crop problems. And there was, uh, yeah, moisture tr- farming, which yeah, nobody understands. Well, like, yeah. Anyways, but trade federation. You know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, trading yeah. disputes, all that. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're 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 huge Star Wars nuts. Uh, a New Hope totally makes sense uh, for it to be uh, on this list. Um, I, I would be interested to see. I, I don't. Uh, I should have had the list in front of me, but where Jaws was because right, that right, right. Technically, was the first blockbuster. What right, they, what they referred to as. Um, do you, do you guys know off the top of your head? If not, I'll just uh, Jaws this com- out. <laughs> comes in at uh, number seven. So, a new hope, adjusted. a new hope yeah. is number two of all time, and Jaws is number seven. And by the way, we hit on uh, ET was number four of all time, uh, and Titanic was number six of all time. So yeah, so Jaws. So these are big movies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jaws kind of. If it wasn't for a new hope. Uh, or Star Wars, rather, <laughs> uh, we would have Jaws uh, as the seventies movie. Yeah, and yeah. Jaws is one of my, is a top ten movie for me. So oh, yeah. I'd like okay. Jaws more than I like Star Wars. But what uh, I mean, uh, me and Dave, I mean, have said everything we can say on Star Wars on this show. So we'd be very interested if you have anything to expand on Star Wars. What your thoughts? Oh, are. okay. Um, just. Again, when I didn't know there was going to be a sequel to it, it was just a standalone movie. It was it was a blast. And it was really interesting because this was the, you know, a lot of scholarship has been written about the fact that this movie, along with, with Jaws, ruined Hollywood <laughs> because it created a new mentality as opposed to, you know, uh, mash or uh, mccabe and mrs miller or uh, shampoo or all these great movies great personal movies these hal ashby movies and stuff of the 70s are suddenly like uh get out of the way we got uh, the popcorn movie uh you know to, of all popcorn movies that r- literally something like uh from out of the 30s like errol right. flynn it was you know he kisses her and then swings across that whatever that thing is and yeah I don't know. I look, I love it. I like popular. I'm a populist. So I like yeah. <laughs> popular movies and it was just fantastic. And I, and to echo what you said, Benjamin, I feel like the score is, I, it, it's outside of jaws, but you also did. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's that the score is so incredible, even though he obviously lifted the theme from that 
Warner Brothers movie, um, King's Row, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's incredible. The, gen- and the general public doesn't know that, so it doesn't right, matter. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but here's the, the my big that trivia movie. that I always do, which is, you know, there's no Imperial March in that movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's. Uh, you don't Empire, hear that right? until Empire. You, yeah. know, you don't hear the Darth Vader theme until Empire. And Darth Vader is not. He's not so scary in in, in a New Hope. Empire Strikes Back is a Darth Vader movie. Uh, right. Is what I've uh, I've always said is it's just him just. Again, uh, murking guys left and right, showing him who's boss, who's in power, <laughs> uh, you know, because I mean, even in A New Hope, yeah, he was like this mysterious figure, but you had That's General... That's not true. Didn't he like squeeze somebody's neck from 20 feet away? Yeah, yeah. He squeezed somebody's neck in A New Hope. But yeah, I mean, you still had General Tarkin, who was just this general who still, he obeyed Tarkin's command, you know? Yeah, he was but, on his uh, leash, as uh, Leia said. Right, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, Empire is definitely uh, his movie. But yeah, but yes, in, in the Imperial March was not until Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I'm sorry, I already knew that. I I, I wanted you to teach me things. I'm no, sorry. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> wait, I'd like to ask. I'd like to ask. Yeah. You were, obviously, you were you were around in that time. You saw this thing yeah. in the theater. I, I'm curious what the because we grew up. Ben and I grew up in the in this blockbuster mentality. Right. Uh, and so I'm so, from a pre-blockbuster uh, America. Yeah. So what what was that like? Did you feel it? Did you feel like a change in the culture? Did you feel a change in how people viewed movies? Uh, that kind of a thing, or, or, or was it kind of a thing where you're like a fish in water and you didn't quite feel it was going on? What was it? What was it like? I mean, being in one, being in the theater. What That's was the cool. reaction? And how did like you know? Exp- experience this sort of change while you were while you were there well it's not like there weren't hit movies that people lined up for before jaws came out you know in the summer 75 but uh in particular i mean obviously there was a very adult movie the godfather that you guys mentioned that people were lined up for but even right after the godfather there was this monster movie called the exorcist that everyone was going to see but again Problem with the exorcist. I think it was rated R or something at yeah. the time or mature or something. So you didn't get the kids. So it was mm. this Jaws and Star Wars in particular was like, we need something that's going to appeal to whatever four quadrants they call it now but that's 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 what it felt like like a whole that the whole family could go to yeah so that is a very particular thing and again i know i was mentioning those other 70s movies i could throw in the french connection i can throw in a bunch of these like very critically acclaimed movies right and that weren't really none of them were really for kids they were for adults they were really for or very smart teenagers and yeah. uh so, so is there nothing? Is this, would you call this change a good thing or a bad thing? Yes, this, I do. I think okay. it's a great thing. And let me tell you why. Because I feel like, yes, every studio is searching for what's it called? A tentpole yeah, kind of tentpole, thing. Yeah. Right? So, but I do think that because they make so much money, they allow other kinds of movies to be made. And I see. And I, I, I just think all the all the indie movies that were made in the seventies are now made on HBO or Netflix or something like that. So it's like as TV shows or just no, yeah, or TV like as limited or series yeah. or yeah. something. Like, yeah, just I just feel like. And then which is while, great. I, I think TV is a great platform. Like I, especially especially the series. You know, they're, they're yeah, just yeah. Oh yeah, the long platforms. form series, Breaking uh-huh. Bad and stuff. And I yeah. mean, that all started. I assume. I know we're way off blockbusting now but 
I think that TV show um, on HBO about the mob. What am I? What am I Sopranos. Sopranos. The Sopranos yep. seemed like to kick. That was David Chase. Yeah, kind of kicked off that whole like, oh, wow, this is really thoughtful. Me, yeah, me, me and my wife are uh, doing a rewatch of that actually. And, and how's uh, it holding up for you? It's it's. I was telling Dave the other day. It's. It, a little dated, you know. We're in see, we're at the end of season two right now. It's a, it's a little dated, just the way they were filming things, late nineties, uh-huh. early two thousands. But the the story elements are still just they, incredible, right? Yeah, and then the, the absolute, wire and thing, yeah, Breaking Bad and all of this. Absolutely, Madman, who was he was a writer on The Sopranos. Matthew oh yeah, uh, uh, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, so no, yeah. it's been. A lot of I, I, I didn't think it was bad at all. I thought it was wonderful. So, but I know, I know there is some criticism of it. Just like, oh, we had our moment where it was like people wanted to see Taxi Driver. Yeah, and, but it just <laughs> excluded kids. You know, right? Well, I that's think the, that's that, the key to these movies, right? It, that's the funny thing you said about Exorcist being uh, rated R. You know, obviously, I didn't make as much money as as these other seventies films, but yeah, now you got you know mo- rated R movies breaking records. I wonder what that's about. You know, you got Deadpool. You know, that broke records. Right, right. Joker that broke records. But if you notice, neither one of those movies are going to be on this list. Well, no, no, definitely not. But I'm just saying it broke it broke records for a rated R movie. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, and yeah. The Hangover was the biggest one for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's just you know, uh, nostalgia is a big thing now. I think in Hollywood <laughs> or in, and just content creation everywhere, even video games. You know, they're releasing old Nintendos, old Super Nintendos. Nostalgia is a huge thing, and I think you know, you know, what do these you think kids... Star Wars was? Yeah. I mean, as in just Flash Gordon. I mean, yeah, that's all well, he was that's doing. True. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that's. I'll, I'll just say, Wayne. I don't. I never saw the Flash Gordon serials because when I hear that, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't resonate with me. To me, my first version of whatever that was is is Star Wars. That to me, that's the original. And I know that's that's like factually incorrect. You know, he tried. He tried to buy the rights to Flash Gordon, yes, and they yeah. couldn't do it. It's the reason this whole thing exists, right? Because he was like, and he was he was distraught. He was right. distraught that he couldn't get the rights to this. He wanted to make a good version of Flash Gordon. I mean, these you, were low-budget things, but just whatever that exciting thing he felt when he was a kid. So, And, and we're going to you know, get th- through these other films quickly because yes, me, me, sorry, me and sorry. Dave hadn't seen a lot. Uh, a few of these films, so couple, we're okay. relying on you, Wayne. Okay, uh, so but, let's, uh, we're going to well, go back well, to re- six. Real Go quick, ahead. I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you, Wayne, but I I have to ask this: Was uh, a New Hope a fluke for George Lucas? That's a good, great question. That's a great yeah. Question. It's no, something... I know, I know, no. I've been thinking about that myself. Yeah, that a really you know, good question. it's because how poorly those other movies were made. Right. I mean, because obviously you're Empire. You're talking about... Right, prequels. I mean, because Empire, you know, obviously right. George Lucas was involved in the story, but, you know, Irving it. Kirshner directed it. Yep. Right. Empire, or Return of the Jedi, not directed by George Lucas. I, I, that's, I don't know. I mean, okay. I hate to say it because I loved American Graffiti. Yeah, that's yes, true. Whatever, the 1138, that thing's okay. Um... Yeah, not, I do not, think not to I put you think, on the spot. No, no, no. <laughs> I I hope he's not listening. But yes, 
Yes, I do. He always think. listens. Again, everyone listens. So. <laughs> everyone knows he listens. <laughs> and I bought his book. I bought your book. And I love you. And I love the vision of the whole thing. But yes, I do think it was a fluke. Yeah. Me and David talk, have talked about this, yeah, I think, yeah, even yeah. on the uh, New Hope episode we if did. If he had never directed anything else, maybe not. But then when he went back and I was like, he doesn't even know why this movie is good. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, it's... Like, it's yeah. Have you watched the movie? Like, this is not... Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's I, just... I don't even know if he... It can, is well, baffling. Yeah. yeah. Even, Whereas you could say, obviously, with spielberg like oh between this this raiders uh, you know it's yeah. like he's an accomplished it's, filmmaker right absolutely and uh, um, before we leave the 70s i just want to quickly say that close encounters of the third third kind is one of my absolute favorite movies i love that movie so much i yeah. do too dave another steven spielberg movie we did an episode on it and is. yeah it gets better and better every time i see it yeah. yeah well it's a little more adult i hate to say it than yeah star wars Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's about a family and there are kids, but it's really not for kids. Yeah. And I think right, that is right. that is the distinction where you see this cultural this what what gets you is right cuz we grew up on it. So then we, we 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 now we're Star Wars fans kind of a thing and and we we watch ET and we those things kind of stick with you versus maybe seeing something when you're older and yeah, it's a great movie and it, even the Joker, right? I don't know how many hopefully there aren't too many little kids who are <laughs> watching the Joaquin Phoenix Joker and idolizing him or something. So anyway. Uh, so what is our next decade, Wayne? I'm going to keep going back before we jump forward again. All right. We're going to go back to the 60s. This is when I was a kid. So, um, yeah. And then that movie is from 1965 of all the big movies in the 60s. Yeah. And it's called The Sound of music <laughs> the sound of music yeah. first of all um have you I seen saw, it? I, I have but in school a long time ago <laughs> i never revisited it um <laughs> uh yeah so the sound of the music yes i have seen it but again i i don't remember much of it i'm not gonna lie uh, okay you don't have you don't have to lie to me confession time but uh 60s i i you know, obviously, you had Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. 68, um, yep. I saw yeah. that in the theater. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Man. What was that like? I don't oh, like we... that movie, so it's oh, really? not that big. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, let, let, me, let me... Go ahead. Kubrick is the greatest for visuals, yeah. maybe, of ever, of anyone, ever. But he is... Yeah. I just feel like he's not a good storyteller, I, except for the early movies. I like, you know, Dr. Strangelove, and I like... Yeah, Killer's Kiss, and I like those the, those early ones. Obviously, um, Paths of Glory is incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that was I, that was one I was actually going to suggest to you if you didn't come up with something. But this is oh, your no, no, show no. now. You know, I've seen everything he's ever directed. I've seen everything yeah. he's ever directed. I just the end of that movie is so baffling. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> what is okay? Just stop it already. Am I a baby? Am I an old man? Is it all the same? Is this? I, I just don't like ambiguous endings. <laughs> so does uh, the sound of music being the number one uh, box office hit of the '60s surprise you? Does it make sense? Well, again, I was a little kid when this came out, so um, no, it was a great combination. I mean, it's the I assume the only. Oh, no, there's another kind of musical on that list, but it is the biggest of all the musicals. So right. um, so it. remember we were talking about Star Wars and 
the like, oh, this is a blockbuster, and now there's the there's also the toys and the tie-in mm-hmm. was a big part of blockbuster mentality. Your your right. podcast, right? Yeah, isn't yeah. that part of it? There's like, oh, I have an action figure that I've never opened. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> on purpose so i can sell it decades right 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 (laughs) well the sound of music had this phenomenal soundtrack so i I actually i actually have all the action figures to the sound of music you do yeah yeah (laughs) so what i'll say about this go ahead no it but again going back to our theme and i'm just thinking about this for the outside i mean it is a family film it was something you could bring the whole family to you could sing it the thing so it was and uh I don't. I'm, I don't know. It was just people went. People were just in the mood for this kind of thing. I mean, again, Vietnam War is starting to really heat up. Yeah. And so I think it was very much escapist entertainment, even though there is a Nazi story in it as well. It's interesting. I mean, the, we all know the songs. We've all heard the songs a million times. Uh, and the movie is beautiful. It is beautifully shot. It's an absolutely gorgeous movie. Uh, but for me, just musicals just don't do anything for me. Wait, you know? even the wait, I'm sorry, even the cartoon ones like uh, Little Mermaid doesn't do it for you. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's nostalgia bit because uh, you know I saw that one when I was a kid. So uh, I mean, even Lion King generally just talk. They don't don't wow. sing. Don't you know? t- shut up with the singing. <laughs> Enough with the singing. Just tell me what's on your mind. You don't have to do a whole number about it. So Dave hates that you know anything that brings him joy. Yeah, I right. he, he treats it as like, a, oh no, this this is an right. unnatural feeling. I, I right. can't accept that. No, it's there's no big deal. Music is just one of the great um, aspects of humanity. It's no big deal. You don't have to like it. You well, do I have not to compartmentalize. Like you know, if I want yeah, to listen yeah. to a song, I want to turn on my Led Zeppelin or something. I don't. Here's a little. Oh, interesting. Here's a little piece of trivia for you for that mo- the director of that movie, yes, Robert Wise, who also directed a very big movie a couple of years earlier called West Side Story, or co-directed that. Never heard the, of it. Yeah, just, was the editor kidding. of Citizen Kane. Oh, get out of t- Wow. Yeah. So he must have been uh, a little older when that, yes, when that yeah, came out. Yeah, wow. Obviously. Since <laughs> he's 41. So, yeah. yeah, seriously. Uh, now I've, I'm looking at other uh, 60s movies here. I mean, we got uh, uh, West Side Story, as you said, Good, right. Bad, the Ugly, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Mary Poppins, Planet of the Apes. Yes. Well, let's talk there. about Planet of the Apes for a little bit. Well, let's that's also it. another 20th Century Fox movie. Please um, do. That was really, for me, like the first time I ever saw action figures. I mean, I know they did it in the 30s with, like, decoder rings and Shirley Temple stuff and even Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy had stuff. But that was the first time that I felt like there were real toys marketed in a big way was for Planet of the Apes. Okay. That 1968 movie. I love that movie. I actually, I've, I've, I've seen all of them, and I, even the sequels. I think they're terrible, but I love them all. Really, <laughs> like, I, I, I actually really enjoy. Or, oh, I'm sorry. Are you talking about the sequels? Like, like back the ones then, that, yeah, like Return to the Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. The I thought, I thought you were Apes. talking about I love like, them all. Uh, but then the recent ones as well. Yeah, the the recent Escape trilogy from, that yeah. came out: War of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn, Rise. Uh, what do you guys think of those ones? I only watched the first one and I didn't love it. So it was, I just, I, it was just not for me. I just too, it just doesn't appeal that like the, the, the style of it doesn't appeal to me. Right. Yeah. The style. So makes sense. Yeah. But 
I, they're huge. I mean, uh, the story is amazing. So and Rod Serling did this screenplay. So anyway, that's another 60s movie that was very kind of, I think, pre-echoed what happened with Star Wars and E.T. and all uh, that. Okay, right. yeah, kind of a that, hint of things to come or possibilities yes, yeah, to he, come. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The kids were really into it, really into it. And it wasn't R-rated or anything like that. And so, all right. Did Let's you guys mention uh, Mary Poppins? Because that was another. That's basically a musical as well. Nineteen uh, sixties, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. sixty four. They was yeah, they would yeah. that one sixty four the Oscar for best picture. Yeah. Um, and then sixty five Sound of Music, and then sixty six A Man for All Seasons. Maybe let's keep going though. Okay. Let's, let's keep do going. It. What's next, Wayne? Let's jump Host ahead. Let's jump to your mentality. Let's, let's jump to the biggest blockbuster of the two thousand. Ooh. Not the first decade of the 2000s. Another 20th Century Fox movie. Mm-hmm. Star Wars was Fox. Sound of Music was Fox. This one, there's a lot of Fox in here. And this one's Fox, directed by the same guy who directed Titanic. Yeah. Take it away, guys. Well, this is <laughs> Avatar. This is one that, that Ben and I debate about quite a bit. Because oh, you do? Okay. Despite the flaws of this movie, which I, I, I admit there are, I really like this movie. I kind of I like I like the ideas of the film. You know, it's it's a bit it's it's I don't know it's Cameron, so it's a little heavy handed with the with the dialogue and the story, and it, some things are very obvious. Um, but I really like Avatar, Ben. ben uh, again, as I've said before, uh, it's the effects are great; they're great even for the time. Um, it just. I don't know. It just uh, didn't resonate with me. Um, did you see it in three dimensional? I did. I did. I did um, it, and it was in, incredible visual wise. It was. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, my. I think my problem was was I saw it like right before it was leaving the theater. So I heard all this hype about it and everything. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was expecting the greatest movie of all time. And I think that does affect people's views on movies uh, sometimes. Um, so I think that was my problem uh, with, with, with the movie. It just, I don't, I don't know. Right. It just, and uh, the weird thing is I feel like, I don't know if I've ever seen it on television. Like I have no desire to see this movie on TV. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, as opposed to E.T., which I could see on TV or even yeah. Titan, you know, uh, so it's an interesting. But can we talk about this is the only director that has two yeah, I mean, movies on this list? Yep. Uh, yeah. It's a hell of an uh, accomplishment. And uh, I don't know where yes. uh, Terminator sits on this list, uh, but I'm sure right, it's 84, right? high. Yeah. So he might have been threatening for the 80s a little bit. Um I mean, yeah, that's a. I mean, talk about <laughs> when did when did Terminator Two come out? When is that? Is that what was that? Ninety one, I think. Ninety one. Okay, yeah. okay. I mean, his movies. Are, I I, lo- I don't know what you guys feel about Term, but this is yeah. the opposite of George Lucas. Like, this is a guy who is not a fluke, in my opinion. Right. Like, I feel like yeah. he really knows what he's doing. He's yeah, a visionary. Obviously, Sorry. we're talking about James Cameron. I don't yeah, know James, if we yeah. mentioned that, but. <laughs> All very Go different ahead, movies, dude. right? Titanic, yeah. Avatar, uh, you know, um, and Terminator. You know, it's not, it's, he's not sticking to, uh, you know, one genre kind of a thing. And we, we're not even going to talk about aliens. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, to come take on. that over after Ridley Scott, yeah. you know, to take, the, <laughs> Those take are that huge. over. Both I mean, how many times yeah. is a sequel like? Yeah. In not, I'm not saying it surpasses it, but it was certainly 
it's a it was a uh, what a, it's an adventure movie as opposed right. to uh, a science fiction movie. Uh, no, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's incredible what we he did with that. Even you know the classic movie that Alien is to make a even yeah yeah. Some people argue it's even better than the first right. one. You know, it's 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 incredible. Um, so, of- again, same with Irving Kirshner with Empire Strikes Back. I mean, it's it's even for <laughs> me, anyways. It's even better than uh, the first one. So no, uh, but I just I told our hat is off to Mr. Cameron. Yeah. yeah. And the last Definitely. compliment I will pay to Avatar is the the idea that the main character, Jake Sully, this thing where you're kind of you're kind of losing your mind kind of thing because you don't right. know like what what reality which reality is which and, and you kind of want to be it's almost like you're in a dream world, but it's actually real, sort you know, almost completely. Uh-huh. Um, so that's where the movie kind of gets me, where he's losing his head a little bit and he's he's kind of conflicted, but he does, he's kind of losing his own self as he's going back and forth between his actual body and the avatar. So to me, I think that's great. I just wish, yeah, they they could have it's so ham fisted with the story. Right. Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. Can I say this? And this yeah. is something I've just thought about based on um, piggybacking on what you said, Dave, mm-hmm. is that in a way, for me, it not directly, but kind of parallels the movie going experience in that the people on the screen are an avatar for your emotion and that That's world. Cool. And you want to live in that world. You, you want to be James Bond. You want to be, you know. The lights go down and you go into the into the yeah. thing, right? And you go yeah, and that's, become, yeah. And you, that's the lights go down and the emotions come up. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, great analogy, uh, Wayne. Have you have you seen Dunkirk? Of course, of course. Okay. Yeah, did Did you enjoy it? Or <laughs> yeah, <we're good. laughs> I, I'll get to it, Dave. Relax. <laughs> No, not as much as I wanted to enjoy okay. that movie. Not That's as understandable. Much as, I mean, there was some. There was just not enough Dunkirk in it. Yeah, me. no, but, I, I get, uh, I get that. What What I loved about that movie, though, as what you guys were saying, is that yeah, we are the audience is one of the soldiers in that movie. Yeah, like, right. I feel right like we action. are we are part of the action. We are just fighting along with them. Doesn't matter who's the main character or not. We are in this war with them. We are trying to escape with them, and that's, right, we're and that's getting mowed down on the beach. Yeah. Right, Ex- exactly. And uh, so, in yeah, the I mean, that's, on the we're in a plane where our plane is running out of gas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not right. an observer so. in that film. You are put directly just. You know, like you're you're just there. You're in the camera, basically. It's immersive. You're right. saying it's immersive. Immersive, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. But anyways, that just reminded what you know you were saying, Dave. Uh, just reminded me of that. Anyway, so in the second part, we're going to look at not only the top film of 2000 to 2000, 2010 to 2020, which is now over, uh, but we're going to go back to the 50s, the 40s, the 30s, the 20s. And the birth of it all, uh-huh. no pun intended, the teens, the teens. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, that was part one of the episode. You can follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. I am Cord. Dave is at Dave underscore Quist. So be sure to check out our next episode, which will feature the other decades in film history. But that is it for us, folks. For Dave and Wayne, I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Next.